and welcome back to another episode of Learn American English with this guy. Episode 10. Uh, figured today I would talk a little bit about American breakfasts. And I'm not sure if that is all that different from European breakfasts or Asian breakfasts or African breakfasts, but I, uh, I suspect that it might be. And remember, um, when I talk about American breakfast, I am going to be talking more about New England or the Northeast, because I, I, do, I do think that um, the United States you know, is, is a very big country, and breakfast may differ slightly from, say, where I live in the north to the south, which I know it, it is different because I did live in the south, as I've mentioned before. And breakfast down there is a little bit different, maybe a little bit more heavy. Um, the south tends, you know, and of course I'm using stereotype, stereotypes here, but the south tends to have um, less healthy eating habits. And uh, out west, I've never lived out west uh, in California or Washington, Seattle, Colorado. So I'm not exactly sure how breakfast is out there. It's probably similar, but I will be speaking from a more northeastern point of view. I uh, want to thank all the new listeners. We have new listeners from the Netherlands, uh, Russia. Australia, Japan, Argentina, and the Philippines. And Dell, I know he left a comment. Uh, Dell in the Philippines, thank you very much for listening. So still, um, Italy is uh, the number one country where the listeners come from. Almost half, a little over 40%. So ciao a tutti. And uh, the U.S. is still uh, about a quarter of the listeners there. And France, 20% of the listeners. So definitely um, the majority of listeners come from those three countries. But getting new listeners every day, thank you so much for your support. Remember, uh, if you like the podcast, please give me a, a rating on Apple. Give me a comment. We have a couple ratings so far. All of them five stars, luckily. I know that won't continue, but... I'll take it while I can. And uh, please subscribe so you never miss a podcast. So thank you very much for listening. And we will get right into American Breakfast. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thank you.
So, let's talk about breakfast in America. And I know in the intro, I mentioned how the South wasn't as healthy. But when I talk about what most Northerners eat for breakfast, I'm sure a lot of Europeans will cringe. Because I think uh, Europeans tend to be a little bit more conservative, a little more healthy in their eating habits, a little more restrained in in America, I know, um, I think it's a saying that's pretty well known to people who are learning English. It's, we say, go big or go home. And so I think compared to a lot of uh, breakfast around the world, America, I think we go big for our breakfasts. So, Monday through Friday, I think it might be a little different during the work week. Saturday and Sunday, I think most people have a little bit more time and might put a little bit more uh, preparation into their breakfast. So, I want to talk about Monday through Friday first. And judging by the people that I know, that I work with, my friends... Most Americans will sleep extra and rush the breakfast in the morning. So rather than waking up, you know, 20, 30 minutes earlier to prepare a breakfast, many will just grab breakfast in their car at a drive through window. And I, I think drive through windows are not as common around the world as they are in the United States. But literally, you can drive your car up to a speaker outside of the restaurant, tell the person what you want from your driver's side car window, and drive up to another window where you pay them. They hand you your food, and you drive off. So... The most popular place to get breakfast in the Northeast is this place called Dunkin'. It used to be called Dunkin' Donuts, but they changed their name last year to simply Dunkin'. And they are not a sponsor of the podcast. I wish they were. If anybody listening from Dunkin' Donuts and you would like to sponsor this podcast, I am there for you. I don't tend to stop at Dunkin' Donuts most mornings because it's expensive. My breakfast is pretty simple. I put a bagel, a plain bagel in the toaster, and I put peanut butter on it. And I know a lot of um, Europeans, maybe other people around the world, just can't stand peanut butter. I believe you guys mostly like your Nutella. I think that's maybe the equivalent to our peanut butter. But I uh, have a a Danish friend, and he was an exchange student with me in high school, and he just hated peanut butter. He could not imagine how we could put peanut butter on anything. And I kind of grew up on peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. 
peanut butter, bread, grape jelly. That was my lunch for about 10 years when I was growing up. So mine is uh, pretty simple. Um, many other people, you know, just will toast some toast, put some jam on it, put some jelly on it, put some actual butter on it. Call it good. But at Dunkin' Donuts, if you were to stop, and man, with a coffee, and if you get a bagel, or I'll talk about a breakfast sandwich in a minute, you know, you could probably spend every day maybe $7. That's probably not outrageous. 7 to $8 on breakfast every morning. And as a teacher, that's that's expensive. So... I uh, I don't like to wait in the long lines, really long lines, and I am not exaggerating when I say there are almost near like accidents every single morning with people rushing into the Dunkin' Donuts parking lot. Uh, at Dunkin' Donuts, you could get uh, a muffin, maybe like a blueberry muffin or uh, a chocolate chip muffin very healthy. Muffins are pretty dense to begin with. So let's just add some chocolate chips to it. Um, but my, my kids love a chocolate chip muffin. Uh, it's definitely a treat for them. We don't feed that to them every day. That would be bad. Probably even once a week, it would be bad, but yeah, maybe a couple times a month, we will go to Dunkin' Donuts on the weekend and get a muffin. Uh, breakfast sandwiches are very popular, and um, you could make them at home, I suppose, but that is usually a quick breakfast for a lot of Americans. Drive up to the drive-up window, order your breakfast sandwich, and you can get it. It's, it's a sandwich, but you can get it on a, a bagel or a croissant or an English muffin, which is different from a regular muffin. So you may hear muffin. Those are uh, definitely more sweet. The shape is completely different. And um, in fact, ooh, muffin top. I sh- I'll talk about a muffin top really briefly. That is something you might hear in English, a muffin top. And it could be the top of a muffin that you're eating. But it also could be, um, and I don't suggest you tell anybody they have a muffin top, but a muffin top would be when their pants are a little bit too tight and their love handles. I know that that is a term. I don't know it in Italian, but I believe you have very similar terms in Italian and French for love handles. So it's when their side fat spills over their tight pants and that creates a muffin top so getting back to the breakfast thing muffins are different from english muffins so muffins are sweet you know you can put strawberries in muffins blueberries in muffins chocolate chips and muffins like we talked about but an english muffin is more like bread not as sweet. And for your breakfast sandwich, you could have an English muffin. 
and most people get it with cheese, um, egg, and then some sort of meat. And the three most popular meats for a breakfast sandwich are bacon, sausage, and ham. So that is Dunkin' Donuts. We do have some Starbucks in the Northeast, but they're not as popular, like, generally. There are some people that love Starbucks, and they're very loyal to Starbucks, and will stop every morning and get their Starbucks coffee. And they'll walk around with their Starbucks cup, and it's kind of like a status symbol, like, ooh, I have Starbucks, because it probably costs them $10. It's very expensive. If Dunkin' Donuts is expensive, in my opinion, as a teacher, um, Starbucks is even more uh, expensive. And so I think people who walk around with their Starbucks cups think they're a little bit more special, maybe. And they take a little extra time to drink their their coffee or their mocha latte or their, I don't know what they serve there. I'm not a coffee drinker. I should mention what I drink for breakfast sometimes, often. Coffee gives me a headache. And so I will drink... Uh, an energy drink called Monster. And it is probably going to give me a heart attack. But it does wake me up in the morning. So I can... Hey, if Monster... Hey, if you want to sponsor the podcast, Monster, I'm all ears. I actually love your product. But um, I, I can't recommend it for anyone. Probably in the end will kill me, but... It's very good. Um, some people have simple just toast. Put the bread in the toaster. Put some jam on it. Put some butter on it. Good to go. Quick breakfast. Now let's get into the weekend. People will take time more on the weekend. I know for my family, a lot of times I will um, make homemade biscuits, buttermilk biscuits, Biscuits are very popular in the South and very good. And um, you can actually even get a breakfast sandwich on a biscuit in the North. But it's uh, way more popular in the South. And Oh, in the South they have this, it's so good, this chicken biscuit, fried chicken biscuit. It's boneless. But it's a fried chicken biscuit at this place, this fast food place called Whataburger. Whataburger, we don't have them where I live. I think they started in Texas, but they are definitely in Alabama. And this chicken biscuit, what they will do, it, if chicken biscuits aren't unhealthy enough, they will drizzle over this butter mixed with honey. And uh, it's probably not for everyone, but it is definitely for me, and it is good. But you're probably getting five to six hundred calories in your chicken biscuit. So eat them sparingly. So getting back to the weekend, um, probably people will cook more, sit down with their family for breakfast, cooking some eggs, you know, maybe scrambled eggs, fried eggs. And these are these are chicken eggs. 
Um, pretty much in the U.S., that's all we eat is is chicken eggs. So if you hear an American talking about eggs, they're talking about chicken eggs. And they might make um, bacon or sausage, toast. And that could be a pretty typical American breakfast on the weekend, made at home. Um, we have this uh, delicious stuff called corned beef hash, which is not a healthy at all but corned beef hash has a little bit of potato in it um, like little chopped diced potato and shredded um, corned beef to meat and uh, it's mixed together and it can be absolutely delicious I failed to mention sometimes there is a potato component to breakfast during the week and if you want to add more calories you can always get hash browns. That's a very common thing that fast food places, if you go to your drive-up window and you want to make it a meal, you can get your breakfast sandwich, you can get your coffee, and you can get a hash brown, which is probably another 200 calories to it. But a hash brown is um, pretty much a fried, shredded potato usually very greasy. Uh, one other thing is a breakfast pizza. And I know by talking to my friends in Italy, where they take pizza very seriously, breakfast pizza is uh, very much looked down upon. Um, a lot of Italians, I think, tried to make me feel shame for eating a breakfast pizza. But if you don't know what a breakfast pizza is, um, I hope you're sitting down, especially if you take pizza very seriously, like many Italians do, because this could be quite shocking, what Americans do to your beloved pizza. But breakfast pizza looks exactly like a regular pizza, the same kind of crust, except... For the sauce, they will put scrambled egg in its place. And on my uh, Instagram, I'll put a picture, I think I can, a picture of a breakfast pizza. But um, yeah, it can be quite shocking. I love it. But um, the egg instead of the sauce is can be a bit jarring to some. And you can still get sausage. Or no pepperoni, no pepperoni on a breakfast pizza. But you can get sausage, little bits of sausage, little bits of bacon, onions, green peppers, almost like an omelet. If anybody is familiar with that, an omelet is a scrambled egg and you can put a lot of stuff into your omelet. That would be more of a weekend breakfast kind of thing. But... uh Breakfast pizza is kind of delicious. So if you are living in Italy, maybe you want to open up your own breakfast pizza place. You might get a little bit of criticism at first, but give out a couple free samples. I think you're onto something. Italy, breakfast pizza could be the next thing. Now, the last thing I want to mention, it's very, very, very boring. But there are some Americans who actually take a healthy route in the morning. 
that's just not as fun to talk about. Um, yeah, they might have some Greek yogurt and they might put in some fruit. They might have some oatmeal. You know, but this this is very boring stuff. Stuff we don't want to talk about. But with New Year's coming up, I may switch to a healthy breakfast. And I will say, I am going to eat healthy for 2020. And that will last a couple weeks and then I'll just go right back to my bagel with peanut butter. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. I hope you learned a little bit more about American breakfast. And at the same time, heard a little bit of English that was slow enough so you could understand. But again, thank you so much for the support. And I look forward to talking to you next time.